Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Well, we've got a special recording for you today, and we are here with Jason and Kelly Kraske, the authors of Facebook and Your Marriage. They are joining us today from Seattle area, and we are so excited because they are going to be sharing with us their insights on Facebook and Your Marriage. We're going to be talking today about boundaries and you know, their insights on relationships and strengthening your marriage through Facebook and you know, making it really a tool and not having it be a threat, which I think so many of us know that Facebook can be mm-hmm. to marriages. We've heard the stories. And, and many of you have heard about Elisa and I having our disagreements about Facebook over the, over the last couple of months. Very much so. And so, Jason and Kelly, we want to welcome you to our One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Great. It's great to be here. Thank you. I didn't realize that we were going to be doing an impromptu counseling session, though. So, <laughs> no, we've, well, you know, we have used some of the insights in your book to actually talk through Good. some of our own Facebook, uh, Facebook issues. issues. Good. So, Good. <laughs> but we want to, you know, you've written this book in such an interesting format. Um, I, you know, when I first got my, our copy, I loved the way that you chose to make it look like threads on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. You know, using people's pictures and really kind of having the back and forth. What made you guys decide to go in that in that pers- with that perspective? Well, you know, the world doesn't need another marriage book. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of them out there, and, but they're very boring to read through um, because they're they're chock filled with all kinds of words, and there's no pictures. There's no you know you have to read through everything to get to the, you know, some, some core principles or what you're looking for. And so what we wanted to do with, with Facebook and your marriage was simply to uh, help people find the answers they're looking for right then, right there. And so rather than reading from cover to cover, you go through the uh, discussion threads, which is our version of uh, a traditional table of contents and look for the, the, you know, dis, uh, discussion threads that you're most intrigued with or the things that are going, that you're looking for. And then when you go to that page and, and you read through the uh, fairly brief and, and concise answer, there's a list of threads down at the bottom of other pages that you can go to. And, and we just felt like it would be a more fun experience for people to go through and, and kind of get a Facebook experience on paper. Well, I, oh, go ahead, Kelly. Uh, I was I was going to say that that was kind of our goal is we wanted to make it uh, have that look and feel that it was Facebook on paper, um, so it was much more interactive. And you know, I I do have to say we do need more marriage books. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was all over. we we just wanted to to do something especially that was, when called one extraordinary marriage. I, yeah, I was going to say we do have a book that's coming out yeah. soon. I would like to think there's room for at least one more yeah, marriage yeah. book. Yeah. And our listeners know we've been working like mad on that thing. I know it. I know it. But but the interesting thing was is, um, you know, as as you sit there and think about how many men actually read maybe some of these marriage books. So that was Mm. that was part 
part of our plan going into it that we wanted it to appeal to Amanda to actually sit down and look at it. So we knew we needed lots of pictures. <laughs> very well, smart. No, very and, smart. Yeah, I think I read it in the very beginning of your book, you know, that you didn't intend for this necessarily to be read cover to cover. Right. right. That people could really, you know, scroll. See, here I am talking like I'm on the computer. Scroll through, flip through, and find those topics that pertain to them, whether, you know, I love the fact that you include all of the Facebook nuts and bolts for those of mm-hmm. us, right. you know, mm-hmm. like the whole poke thing, um, right. you know, a silly little thing, but you explain it so that people know all the background stuff. And then you really bring in how Facebook, you know, can impact your marriage in a lot of different, um, in a lot of different ways. And uh, I know Jason, you've been in the marriage ministry for over 15 years. Is that yeah. Okay. And so you've had a lot of experience even counseling couples and dealing with them prior to getting on Facebook. Right. Um, And so you see how Facebook can really, probably the pros and cons of Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because Kelly and I were on it for about six months. I I had been on it for a little bit and told her, Kelly, you really need to get on this thing. This was back in probably 2008. So it was before the big surge occurred. Uh-huh. Uh, There's probably, I don't know, 150 million people on, on at that time. Um, and so she got on, and, and we had a lot of fun finding people from our past and, and family members and, uh, you know, just all kinds of people on Facebook. And, and so a lot of people were starting to show up on Facebook as, as newbies, and, and so they were kind of – turning to us for, hey, how do I do this and how do I do that? And so we were just kind of offering some suggestions and, and input uh, on, a, on a regular basis. So being able to put it into a book form, because there's just things that, that irritate you. Like, you know, when you're, when a friend sends you uh, all their updates on Farmville or uh, <laughs> Mafia Ward, yes. you know, I you know, don't, don't want to end our friendship over that, but right. I'm willing to. Uh, <laughs> and, and so the beauty of having a hide button where you can hide those updates and not hide the friends. So anything, anytime they do send something meaningful that you really do care about, that's about the real world, um, you know, you get those updates and you don't have to worry about living in, in fantasy land with, with them. I was so excited when I found the hide button. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, It'd be yeah. nice if they had a hide button at church sometimes, you know. Just, <laughs> oh, <anyways>. stop. <laughs> hey, well, since we're talking about friending people on Facebook, we got... One of sure. our listeners um, sent in a question via Buzz, Google Buzz, and she says, with infidelity in the past, it was huge who we decided to add to our friends list. Absolutely. Right. The question is, how do we decide who we will be friends with? <clears throat> well, that's that's actually an issue that um, prompted us to, to write the book. Um, Prior to writing the, the two articles that we wrote, we did have our own experience where we we were friending uh, old high school relationships, boyfriends and girlfriends. And um, I came downstairs one day and said, hey, Jason, guess what? I just found my first love. Oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. Now, 14 years into marriage, having a healthy, great <laughs> marriage. And I'm like, Great, you know, uh, wonderful. Yeah, what do you say? 
Yeah. Uh, well, in naive me, you know, I, of course, friended him and, and just automatically started chatting with him and trying to catch up on life. And and so, you know, it was fine, but there was always something kind of in the back of my head that I was thinking, this just doesn't feel right. And so I decided, uh, as the Holy Spirit was speaking to her uh, two <laughs> days later, uh, come up and share my own uncomfortability with it. It was it, because, you know, as she said, I had friended some some ex-girlfriends and she, you know, had, you know, how many, you know, oh, ex-boyfriends? Yes. The question, uh, yes, the big question comes up, how yes, many? Right, right. But, but it just got, I hadn't really thought about that uh, much because I wasn't interacting with them. But the, as I was pondering it, going, you know, how how is this going to affect our marriage? How is this going to affect our relationship and our intimacy if we're both seeing the pictures of people who we have some form of a past with and getting updates? And yeah, I understand we've all moved on and we're 20 years later and we have kids, yada, yada. But if you have a shared past, that's a powerful, powerful thing. In fact, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a, a lot of therapists, uh, friends that we have that we, we talked about this book before writing it fully because we wanted to get their input. And they were all saying, yes, yes, yes. There, we need a book like this out there uh, that's hitting this very issue because their offices are being filled by people who are friending exes and thinking, ah, you know, I, I, I found my soulmate. I, I found, or, you know. Well, I either found my soulmate or even before that go, we've got a strong marriage. My, my spouse trusts me. I trust them. You know, we're, we're not going to go down that road. And, and they go, they end up going down that road, you know, whether it's emotionally or physically, they, they, it's taking them away from that first love or that, that, that primary love, which is that love relationship between a husband and wife and they're being able to feed into, uh, you know, some of those, um, th- those, those issues, or, you know, or hide from some of the issues happening in their marriage and hang out in those nostalgic feelings of 20, 30 years ago. Right. And, and for us, it, you know, we have a really strong marriage and great communication. And this just <laughs> came out of the blue. So... As a result um, of a few days of, of Jason feeling uncomfortable and me feeling like, gosh, this this probably isn't appropriate, um, we sat down and we talked about it. And at first I was very defensive because I thought, oh, right, give me a break. This is, you know, 20 plus years ago. It's a high school friend. There's no harm. And first love, remember that. Yeah. Yes. First love, yeah, that's the big, <laughs> that's the big one. First dozen roses. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff attached with that memory. So um, as a result, we sat down and talked about it, and I thought, you know what? He's so right. There is no good that can come from this, and there's no reason to continue <laughs> that friendship or whatever you call it, that relationship. So I defriended him, and we just decided – from that moment on that, you know what, we just don't friend our, our ex, our past girlfriends or boyfriends. There's, there's no need. Or, or even people that you had a crush on. I mean, that's one thing where people go, well, we never had a relationship, but I'm going to friend them. And, and there was always kind of that long, that feeling for that person. Mm-hmm. That also is a danger area. Um, I think of a, a friend of mine, uh, Dave Carter, who is a pastor at uh, First EV Free uh, Fullerton and is uh, author of torn asunder and uh, close calls and he he's recalling counseling sessions of talking with couples and individuals who've had affairs 
Mm. And one one phrase that really jumped out at me as I was going through his his book and, and talking in in other interactions with him is that when when people have had an affair, they look back and they go, "I don't know how this happened." You know, there there happened so innocently, and they kind of slide into that. And I think that with Facebook. I'm not saying if you have an ex, then you are going to commit adultery or you are going to have an emotional affair, but that possibility is there, you know, and, and with a couple of two, two or three bad decisions of getting on Facebook when you just had a fight with your spouse, mm-hmm. going and, and finding that your, your ex is on online and boom, you start chatting with them and start sharing, you know, what's happening in your marriage and how, how, you know, bad you feel and all that. Boom, you have set yourself up and you're and you put your marriage at risk of there being some kind of an a, of a emotional or physical affair in the not distant future. Well, and I, and I think on on top of that is you can just kind of go through those monotonous times in your marriage where life is just you know, you're you almost go through like a dry valley and and those are the times that if you're have not you been there? <laughs> Us? Oh, geez. Let me think. <laughs> I, I understand that one. Yeah, very much so. But but part part of the thing is with that is we had discovered from that point on that, you know what, as a couple, we never really sat down and said, these are our boundaries. These are the guidelines for being on online social networks. And that's, because- that's, that's it, Kelly. And, and I'd like for you guys to expand on that, the boundaries okay. that we as spouses and couples should be putting around and yes, we're just talking about Facebook because your book is called Facebook and your marriage. Right. But also around social networking as a whole, because I think that's the same thing that happened with Elisa and I is friends were getting on Facebook and we just said, Oh, let's get on. And it was a Christmas of Oh eight. I think it's Oh eight Christmas of Oh eight. And right around that time period. And I remember us just getting on and my brother and his wife were on but we never really sat down and really talked about it until some months passed that I noticed a lot of the time when I would come into the house or Elisa's on her computer and I would just sort of pop my head over and look at her laptop, Facebook is up. And <laughs> not necessarily meaning she was in a, in a conversation with an ex, but she was spending more time on Facebook than with me. Right. And, and that, for me, started to cause these emotions within that were like, well, what's so important on that computer screen that she can't talk to me about? Or what is she sharing with somebody else that she can't share with me? And so I think if you guys can elaborate more on the boundaries and those safeguards that we as couples should start putting up around our marriages so we protect it, but we can still use Facebook in a constructive way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and I think you that's an interesting point because, you know, we have boundaries in our physical relationship. So uh, Kelly and I um, have lived by the, the boundaries since we were married that we would not be in a room alone with somebody of the opposite sex. We wouldn't travel alone with somebody of the opposite sex. We wouldn't meet somebody uh, alone at a restaurant or something with the opposite sex. So we had those boundaries, but but translating them into the online social network world is a little bit different because you have 24 seven access, uh, to basically the party going on at facebook.com. That's uh, it. Yeah. And, and, and when you talk about the time issue, uh, which is a big issue for couples. And I think it's something where, because we can access Facebook on our, on our phones, we can access, 
uh, it on our computers. We can now access it on our Wii's. You know, I mean, you know, you can't even play a game and and without getting wow. Facebook. I mean, there's some of these where it's like a little bit ridiculous of how far it's stretching, but but the whole idea is is it's always there. It's a matter of how how are you going to be accessing it and what what are the off limit times? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you go to a party. Uh, together, you know you're going to be socializing with people. You don't expect to have each other's undivided attention at a at a dinner party. Um, but when you come home, you know that's when that time will be. And so, with Facebook being able to punch up on the computer and and go to the party without your spouse uh, can sometimes be uh, create those kinds of, of issues. So, one of the big things that we've talked about is just time. You know, when do we do it? Um, uh, go on Facebook. That is. Um, <laughs> When don't <laughs> go on Facebook, um, you know, and, and then what are the kinds of things that are, are okay to talk about and share and what's not? And so uh, it, it's up to every couple to figure that out. Uh, you know, we're not going to come in and say, you know, it's only got to be 10 minutes a day or it's only got to be 30 minutes a day or it should only be that. You know, what needs to happen is that a husband and a wife need to talk offline mm-hmm. and talk about what am, what are we okay with and if if somebody's not okay with it then you need to keep talking um, because there there needs to be uh, definitely balance in the relationship a mutual there. agreement and and to piggyback on the the whole boundaries that we had set when we first got married um, that you know not every couple needs obviously to have the same boundaries that we ascribe to as far as the not being in the room alone with somebody of the opposite gender. But the reason why we had done that, because we never wanted to give that look of, is the word impropriety? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, just, we, we never wanted to be in a situation where somebody could, you know, start a rumor that, you know, I saw so-and-so meeting with so-and-so. Um, and that was just something that we had started from the beginning in our marriage. Um, Partly, we had had that conversation because Jason was on staff at a church, and so we we knew how mm. it was. And watching leaders fall right and left from right. you know putting themselves in those situations. But you know, even as as Jason um, got out and started working uh, with nonprofits and and doing other jobs, um, we kept that same type of boundary. And you know, it it's remarkable because you just don't feel. Like you're setting yourself up for a bad situation to happen. So, so the amount of time you spend, we talked about, you know, kind of who you friend, um, you know, whether it's exes and old crushes. You may have some wacky family members or some, <laughs> some, some, some uh, bad influences. Uh, I say add them and then hide them. <laughs> <laughs> that way nobody's feelings get hurt. And yeah. Absolutely, they think that you're friends, so they get, they get your updates and they don't know the, the difference. Right. That that's actually a really great suggestion because I think everybody's got those people that, um, you know, you kind of want a friend, but you don't necessarily need to know what's going on. Yes. Yeah. Minute yeah. by minute, and and you guys just both mentioned something that I thought was really important, and that's um, having the conversations offline. Mm. Right. And I know in Facebook and your marriage, you talk about having those about us dates and taking time away from the computers where you discuss either what's going on specifically with Facebook or just what's going on in your marriage. Right. And I thought, you know, if you could share 
a little bit about that with our listeners because I think it's really important that we don't um, have our relationships play out on Facebook. Um, I think there's a lot of danger to those updates where you, you know, the bashing on one side or another and how to handle the relationships offline off of Facebook. Right. Well, our about us date, uh, we came up with that um, idea because we basically feel that, you know, when you're in a business, you're going to have business meetings. So why not have uh, relationship meetings, so to speak? Um, And I think a lot of times that even when we go out on a date, you know, you hear all the time, well, don't talk about the kids and and um, just focus on the two of you and just go out and have fun. Well, we also think you need to go out and you need to have uh, a specific date where you are talking about things that are going on within your own relationship. And I think this would be a great opportunity to sit down and say, you know, what does cross the line as far as being on these online social networks? What What is something that absolutely, you know, the one spouse would not go for? Uh, and I and I think as Jason and I stumbled onto Facebook, you know, we'd never had those discussions before because we didn't need them. And then all of a sudden we're on there and we're, you know, kind of learning as we're going. Uh, but with this the situation with, you know, friending some of the old past relationships, that's really what sparked us to sit down and say, okay, look, we need to agree on what's okay and what's not okay. And, uh, the other side of that was, um, you know, spurred us on to write those two articles. And then we got yes. this outpouring from people all over, you know, a lot of heartbreaking stories, unfortunately. But then a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, letters back to us saying, you know, thank you. Thank you for finally, you know, coming out and giving some kind of guidelines because there really aren't any guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, and, it, and I think that's just key for our listeners to pick up on about this about us date night is really sort of let's talk this stuff through because communication in our marriage and Elisa and I talk about it a lot and typically we're dealing with intimacy issues but if we don't if we don't clear the air about what's happening online it's really going to stop us as couples from really coming together when we want to be intimate because there's something, there's a wall there that's blocking us from truly wanting to be intimate with our spouse. Absolutely. Right. So I love what, I love the, the name you guys gave it to. I, I, I just like that about us. Yeah. And that's all, all it is. And it, it shouldn't be about the kids <laughs> or, you know, what happened with maybe your day at work or whatever, but it needs to be about the two of you. And I know as a woman, we tend to need to get our words out. So what a great opportunity. Yeah. But, but but at the same time, it also sets both the husband and the wife up to have a meaningful conversation. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, uh, uh, not to be sexist here, but a woman can be at home. She's just watched uh, Dr. Phil. She's just watched Oprah, and she is ready to roll. She's got <laughs> He walks through the door, and, you know, all hell breaks loose. Um, and, and he's really been blindsided by, by, you know, what she's discovered or what she's realized. And that's where the about us state really evens the playing field. We know that we're going to have a discussion. We're going to be mentally and emotionally prepared um, for the conversation. Uh, Hopefully uh, if if a couple hasn't already that they can, they can uh, find a communication skill uh, program that, that, that works for them. We've got some uh, skills in the book at, uh, 
Facebook and your marriage uh, back in the last chapter. Um, but you, you really need to go into those with, with thought and effort and not make it that this is my one and only time to ever talk about these issues. No, this is the beginning of several times for us to meet and talk about us. Yeah, you don't want to sit there and make this a, well, I've got things to talk yeah. to you about. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise the other spouse is going to be like, I don't like these about us days. Yeah. <laughs> The about I don't is turning into an about you day. <laughs> I'm about what I'm not doing. Right. Well, and I, I think you know by scheduling that, just as you you, know, you guys said, as you would a regular business meeting, and sort of laying out, you know, almost like an agenda, it gives both sides time to think about it without having that. You know, I'm just going to blow you out of the water with what I've got to talk to you about tonight. Right. And, and when we originally started those, there were a few times where I, I would get a little nervous and apprehensive about, I, I don't think I really want to go on this about date. Can I skip this date with that? Yeah, yeah. Can, can we just, like, reschedule it for next week? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a lunch meeting. Somewhere I've got to be. Um, yeah. One of the things, and I actually saw this uh, with my, one of my friends this past week. Her, she's been on Facebook for a while. And her husband... What's a while? Like a year? I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen her on Facebook for a long time. I don't okay. know. Well, and I, you've been on for over a year. Okay. I've been on for over a year, so... Okay. A good, anyway, um, her husband was just getting on Facebook, and it was really cute because she was you know, uh, posting about how she was helping him get everything set up, and you know, it's one of those things, too, where... Can you guys talk a little bit about how to sort of preserve the integrity of your marriage if only one of you is on Facebook and how to handle that situation? Well, I, first of all, that just brought to mind that you, you don't want to air your dirty laundry on Facebook and your status updates. I mean, that, Amen. yeah, Thank you. that you'll, you'll oftentimes see friends do that and you just go, Oh, okay. And, um, you definitely don't ever want to put down your spouse in your status updates. Um, that that's just an absolute no. Uh, if one is on and the other is not, you you just want to build your spouse up whenever you talk about them. And I think you do need to reference them quite often so that people do realize that you are married if um, they're not on there. Now, obviously, you want to set your status relationship to married right away so, so that... It's almost like the wedding ring that it's it's shown and, and seen and people can see that on the sidebar that you are married. But um, I think that you definitely need to give reference to your spouse quite often. Yeah. Ha- having pictures on there, uh, maybe making yes. your profile picture be a picture of the two of, of the you. Of the two of you. Um, I, I think inviting your spouse to sit next to you and just kind of see what you're doing on Facebook. I think part of the uh, resentments that non-Facebookers have with their uh, Facebooking spouse is that they just don't know what it's all about. I mean, Facebook is really, for many of us, the very first online social network that we've really been a part of. I mean, mm-hmm. you may have been a part of MySpace or or some other thing, but Facebook has done something that none none of the others have done, and I think it's it's mainstreamed it so that we're actually having real conversations and real connections with real people from our real life. And, and everything else has been, you know, set up a weird name or, you know, put up a weird picture. No, Facebook is about who you are and who you want to interact with. And so there's, there's a lot of cool things that can happen from that. Uh, I've had opportunity to 
uh, give marriage advice to a lot of, of my, uh, high school buddies, uh, you know, people that I went to school with that they said, Hey, I noticed that you're into this marriage thing. They're, they're sending me direct messages, by the way. They're all having to be male. But, but they, you know, they're, they're wanting some, some advice, uh, help their marriage because they're hitting the doldrums or whatnot. So, um, it, but but one of the the cool things about that with with it not being like a fake world as some of these other online social networks where you can kind of pretend that you're somebody that you're not um with these people being your authentic friends you're able to like kind of keep up with what's going on with with life right now so that when you do run into them you're not having these surfacey conversations there, you actually just jump right into it. You know what's going on with them, and you're there to be able to support them. And so by having having your non-Facebooking spouse next to you, kind of seeing all that. They're left it, out. Well, they, they may feel left out, but but at least now they're they're able to understand it more. And mm-hmm. and they may want to get on at some point and go, oh, you know, so-and-so's on here. Or they may just want to hang out with you going on it from time to time. But But I think it's definitely something... You need to have an offline conversation about about it because it's it is going to have an impact, and you need to be sensitive to the amount of time you're spending on it, who you're friending, the ways you're you're uh, interacting with those friends, and uh, you know any issues that that arise. And Elise and I have a couple that uh, um, she was a she was a, a childhood friend of mine, and. She was on there first, and when her husband came on, he opened an account, then closed it, and now they have a shared account. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool that they were willing to do that because then it really just takes off the mask of what you're doing on Facebook because either of them can get on on that account at any time, and they know what's going on, and they sign it. You know, when they do an update, they'll sign it who it's from. Right. We have lots of friends who do that as well. And um, we haven't done that primarily just because we tend to share a lot of the same friends. So we'll or we'll go on each other's uh, wall quite often and just kind of see who's on there and chatting. But Mm -hmm. we we have had some friends where, you know, this this was an issue for them. And so they decided to do a joint account. and, And that's what what works. And so we're all for, you know, whatever's going to work for the two of you as long as you both can agree on it. Yeah. That's I think, yeah, I, you know, I see that with a lot of my high school friends. And, um, you know, the point that you brought up about having those real, you know, almost real-time conversations, you're getting past the surface stuff. Right. I actually grew up back in the Midwest. And so, you know, looking forward to those college or high school and college reunions, Right. Since the advent of Facebook, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great because I can go see everybody for a reunion and not spend an hour going, oh, you know, show me pictures of your kids and uh, what have you been doing? It's like, no, seriously, how was that trip to so and so? And you know, and so I, I think from that perspective, it is allowing us um, to jump into real time, right? Mm -hmm. And have real conversations when you see them face to face again after so many years. And I think, you know, one of our, um, one of our listeners and a frequent commenter on our Facebook fan page, you know, had mentioned the fact that, you know, he personally knows a couple that, um, their marriage has broken up due to this kind of crossing of the boundary, you know, too much real time information. 
right. on Facebook and you know, you, it's so easy to have that, you know, it's such a great thing to have that real time conversation and know exactly what's going on, but it also leads to, you know, that precipitous cliff where it tumbles and, you know, he did ask, and I don't know if you guys have any information on this, but how prevalent, um, affairs are as a result of Facebook or how common they might be. Um, you know, he's involved in his church and, you know, I'm sure as many of us are, we know that, you know, there is no affair proof. Um, there's no way to completely, oh, hold on. Let me back up on that. Facebook can be dangerous for mm-hmm. our marriages. And, yeah. you know, so he's asking, you know, how can we, you know, kind of get past and, and sort of affair proof our marriages? Right. Yeah. And that's where, you know, taking some precautions and, and it's not just about you. I mean, it, it's been interesting reading some of the articles that have been posted in the newspapers and, and, uh, videos that, that we've done recently with the, the kind of pseudo press tour we've done. Um, you know, people saying, ah, you know, this idea of, of not friending exes, that's ridiculous. You should just have trust and, and, you know, open communication. Open communication. And if you've got that, then you're, you're fine. Well, Again, getting back to to Dave Carter, uh, um, you know, and a number of other marriage experts I know who work with uh, couples in infidelity. Um, if you're not, if you're thinking that you are a fair proof, then you've got a problem. Um, mm-hmm. What you need to do is is understand that again, yeah. you're two to three bad decisions away from being, making the mistake of your life. And so, by taking some precaution. And getting on the same page with your spouse when it comes to Facebook that says, hey, we're going to share passwords. Hey, let's agree not to friend exes. Or if you're going to friend exes, just make sure that your spouse is, is fine with it and you've set some boundaries as far as how you're communicating with that ex on. I think it's a bad idea personally. But, you know, I mean, that's... Um, that's for that, that's, that's, to that's for your spouse right. to decide. Uh, have, have regular conversations offline about what's going on online. Um, and then don't as Kelly said earlier, don't put down your spouse. Don't uh, talk about the bad things going on in your marriage and don't share even in privacy on, on Facebook, unless it's a, a, it's somebody of the same gender who is a good, good friend. If, if you need somebody to talk to, talk to them, don't chat, don't inbox, you know, get on the phone and say, Hey, I've got something going on in my, my marriage, but it's gotta be somebody of the same gender. You do not want to go to somebody. I don't care if they were your bestest BFF, ever, you know, back in high school, um, and, and they were of a different gender. You don't cross genders when, when you're talking about your marriage issues. Oh, that is awesome. That's, that's a great summary of, of everything that you guys have got in your book. Um, I, I know Facebook and Your Marriage is a book that we will be referencing. Many times. Many come. times. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it in our small group um, and, you know, obviously sharing it with our listeners and those that are regular to our website at one extraordinary marriage.com. Um, they will see it up there because you guys have created an amazing resource. Yes. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. And as we end up our interview with you guys, let, let all of our listeners, where, where can they find you? Twitter, Facebook, website, where can they purchase the book? Give us, give them all the, the rundown of what they, where and where they can, uh, where and when they can find you. All right. Uh, the Facebook in Your Marriage book is available at facebookinyourmarriage.com. Uh, here 
middle to end of May, our new website will be up. It'll be fully loaded with tips on Facebook, um, resources, links to books and resources and organizations who are doing great works for, for, uh, marriages and, uh, just being able to, to build off of what people are getting out of Facebook in your marriage. We've got a Facebook, uh, I was going to say fan page, but it's now a like, like page. page. <laughs> um, so you can like us uh, by looking up Facebook in your marriage uh, there on Facebook. Uh, we do have Twitter updates that we send out. Uh, that is FB underscore A-N-D underscore marriage. Uh, and we send out just regular updates or if there's been something new posted on the website or a new uh, news article or a uh, podcast. We'll be sending out a uh, notice about this podcast uh, to our, our Twitter followers. Um, Marriage Junkie is a blog. MarriageJunkie.com is where we post some of the articles as well. So uh, just it, if you basically if you Google Kraftsky, K-R-A-F-S-K-Y, uh, anything and everything that we're a part of is there. That's fantastic, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. We, we have really enjoyed um, we obviously got to know you through your book, but spending the time with you today and having you give us and our listeners some of your time to share about this very, um, very big topic has been a, a true pleasure for us. And we thank you so much for being a part of our day. Great. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a chance to talk about it. All right. You guys. You're welcome. Welcome.